Crop failures in southern Alberta due to a lack of rain. PEI is making it easier for nurses from seven countries to immigrate there. Change to rail policy in Canada is causing rail companies to go ballistic. Trudeau makes a surprise visit to Ukraine and Honduras opens a new embassy in Beijing months after severing diplomatic ties with Taiwan. Good morning. It's Monday, June 12th. I'm Nora and here are your headlines. We start this morning in southern Alberta, where farmers are facing a critical situation related to their crops. Crops that should be green right now are brown, reports Carolyn Curry de Castillo, due to, quote, no measurable precipitation since mid-April. Some areas have soil moisture rates that are at a 50-year low. The vice president of the Western Canada Wheat Growers Association, Stephen Vandervalk, says that they seem to be losing about a third of the crops and that, quote, every single day it's just nosediving, unquote. It isn't just a lack of precipitation. It's also grasshoppers. The article doesn't actually state what we should know about the grasshopper situation. It just goes right into Vandervalk talking about them, saying they're, quote, trying to spot spray areas, unquote, to avoid losing the entire crop, which I guess means that there are so many grasshoppers, they're destroying the crops and that the hope is that they can kill enough to save some crops. It's missing a bit of information. And it's kind of too bad because, I mean, who doesn't want to hear about grasshoppers? Vandervalk thinks that these conditions are similar to what happened in the 1930s. And had we not had advanced or more advanced farming techniques today, there'd be dust bowl conditions again. Cattle farmers are also struggling as their cows are eating feed from winter, as there isn't enough grass for them to graze on. There should be enough rain for canola in June and July, but the cereals, crops like barley and wheat might not survive. Now to PEI, where the government announced that the College of Registered Nurses there will fast-track immigration applications for people from the Philippines, India, the UK, New Zealand, Australia, the US, and Nigeria. The plan will be similar to what New Brunswick has just recently done. It's a, quote, fast credentializing service, unquote, that the Saltwire article by Stu Neatby goes through. It's not exactly clear how it will be different now than what it was before, other than there are some processes that are being sped up, like processes that used to take up to a year will now take five days. It doesn't make it clear if it's just because there's more staff power or because they're ignoring certain things or they're letting certain things pass. It's a very technical article that I read a couple of times and I wasn't totally sure I understood what the new processes were. But anyway, Nova Scotia will be doing something similar as PEI, but they won't require that nurses have practiced 450 hours previously. This is something that PEI is keeping as a requirement. Leader of the Green Party, Peter Bevan Baker, pointed out that this will hurt countries where there is a nursing shortage. In the Philippines, for example, he says they have a nursing shortage and Canada trying to entice Filipino nurses here could exacerbate the shortage. Next to another story where a journalist struggles to explain what exactly the changes are, probably because the issue is complex and hard to summarize. But here we go. Let's see if I understand this. Christopher Reynolds from the Canadian Press is reporting that a war is brewing between the government, rail companies and farmers associations who rely on rail companies to transport their goods. The war is over a measure that was buried in the recent federal budget. 
The law relates to something called interswitching. This is when cargo is transferred from one rail company to another. So if CP decides to transfer canola to CN, interswitching happens when CN must use its own tracks to get the goods to CP. With me so far? Okay, here's the change. If a company requests that another company interswitches or carries goods on their track, they must comply. But this can only happen for a distance of 30 kilometers. The new law changes the distance to 160 kilometers in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba only. So if Jim's Fine Canola decides that it's cheaper to actually have a different rail company ship the goods, there is more of an interswitching distance to make it possible to get the goods from one company to the next. This will allow people, apparently, or the theory goes, to have more competition because there is more interswitching distance to to allow a company with cargo to go from one rail company to a different rail company. CN argues that this will quote unquote snarl traffic and cause delays. It will also drive up costs, they say. Quote, and who do you think will pay for it? The same person who always pays for it, the consumer, says CN, which is, I guess, correct because it doesn't seem like it's ever CN paying for it. CP, which in case you missed it is actually Canadian Pacific Kansas City now, had the same concerns. They argue that it will increase inflation. CP lobbyists held 96 lobby meetings in the first four months of 2023 alone. This is as many as they had in all of 2022. The president of the Freight Management Association of Canada, John Corey, said that the concerns from the railways are quote unquote BS. The Teamsters Rail Conference disagrees. They warn that the changes will allow U.S. operators to have more track and be able to grab more Canadian cargo to transport because there is more interswitching distance that they can now travel. Transport Canada said that they intentionally did not apply this change to busier routes in British Columbia or Ontario, just so they can see how it goes. To catch all that, I think I think I explained it. And honestly, Reynolds does a pretty good job explaining it, too. It's just a bit complicated. Next, a quick bit of weekend news about Ukraine. Justin Trudeau popped up in Kyiv, surprisingly, this past weekend, and he was there with a $500 million check for more military equipment. The Canadian press reports that Trudeau, quote, told the country's parliament they are in a battle for the future of us all. You are the tip of the spear that is determining the future of the 21st century. Unquote. Wow, Trudeau can get really poetic. I mean, it's also probably worth mentioning that I believe Freeland was there too, so maybe she wrote that. He also announced that Canada supports Ukraine joining NATO. The article doesn't say what the $500 million is going to be used for, but it does end with this helpful reminder. Quote, it, the trip, is also happening during the wildfires across Canada with smoke-reducing air quality, and after Friday's resignation of the special rapporteur, Trudeau had appointed to probe foreign interference, unquote. Ah, yes, perhaps it was interesting timing for Trudeau to take off, make a military announcement that he knows majority of Canadians will support, and dodge questions about David Johnson's resignation, which happened late on Friday afternoon. There was no news at the Department of National Defense website about what this money is for either. So I'm sure that the liberals will try to get another day of positive news coverage as they announce what this money is going to. But let's be clear. This idea that the war in Ukraine, the invasion of Russia, is the tip of the spear that is determining the future of the 21st century. I mean, kind of, kind of, but... uh, I don't know. If that's the case, Canada should be playing its cards a lot more smart. So whatever. There you go.
And finally, Honduras has opened an embassy in Beijing. Just months ago, the country ended diplomatic ties with Taiwan. The embassy was inaugurated on Sunday by Chinese Foreign Minister King Gang and Honduras's Foreign Minister Enrique Reina. Honduran officials toured Shanghai while in China. President Hiomaro Castro toured the New Development Bank, a new bank established by the BRICS nations. The BRICS nations include Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Castro said that they're requesting to become a member. She also toured Huawei. I mean, quite the contrast, isn't it, between that and the tip of the spear of the future of the 20th century comments from Justin Trudeau. Ah, maybe the world's moving forward and we're not going with it. Anyway, who's to say? That's the end of the news. Those are your headlines for today. It is Monday, June 12th. I'm Nora, and I hope you have a great day.